can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. G'day folks, Peter here. Welcome back to Mondays Down Under on the Talking Pools podcast, where I'm joined by Lee and Shane. Happy New Year to the both of you. Hey Peter, hey Shane, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to everyone listening out there. How are you guys going? Well, no no New Year hangover yet. (laughs) I give it time, we're pre-recording. Lee was just saying that, oh, she can go get a bottle of champagne for this episode. But I'm not going to pop it because it's 9.30 in the morning and uh, I've got no one to drink it with, let's put it that way. So have to wait, have to wait till the actual day. Next one we'll have to do is a later recording in the day and, well, take Shane's example and have a beer. That's one for the future. We, we could do Andrea's Drink Us, Interrupt yeah. Us. Yes. We'd be plastered by the end of it. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Especially with a lag oh, yeah. in our recordings. <laughs> there you go. That's our first New Year's resolution. Drink more while recording. Excellent. <laughs> Might make for more entertaining podcasts. <laughs> Might do. Might do. Oh, I don't know. We talk enough crap when we're sober. Um... New Year's. So, 2023 has been. 2024 is upon us. What have you guys found? Actually, Lee, you've seen some big changes in your business in the year just gone. Oh, yes. 2023 was definitely a year of change for me. So, end of... um, end of an era, uh, 25 years in, in, in service and retail, um, uh, handed the baton to a new owner and on onwards and upwards to new things. So um, certainly last, that happened in the middle of the year at the end of June. So I've had sort of six months now to adapt um, and definitely um, heads first into training and um, uh, assessing with doing industry courses um, and uh, material work, writing new learning programs, all of that sort of thing. So wonderful things coming for our industry for this um, 12 months. If you are looking at upskilling or um, educating your staff, SPARS, I have some great courses coming on board, so definitely look them up. Um, But also um, working with other businesses with um, mentoring and coaching and really helping them strive to um, not only improve and empower their businesses but actually start to love what they're doing again. I I think so so many of us get caught up in the day-to-day just running our businesses that we Mm. forget of um, actually working on our businesses instead of just working in them and that good old 
um, saying, yeah, work on your business, not just in it, um, but also learning to love your business. Again, I have found over the years, while I loved what I did, there was times where I really hated it, um, that it lost its passion and then I had to refine that, reignite that and um, having a coach and a, or a mentor really helps with that. So I'm really hoping that I can help people this year find that spark again, reignite their businesses, um, improve profitability, improve their um, productivity, all of those things. Um, and really excited about what 2024 holds for me. So, yes, it does look very different but um, from what it has in previous years, but very exciting. Work-life balance is also a big part of it because it's so easy just to say yes, yes, yes to customers and before you know it, you're doing 15 hours a day, seven days a week. So absolutely, focusing on the work-life balance. One thing that I'm doing to change my business moving forward in the year is first of all, Monday mornings, I'll keep myself free of bookings as much as possible. Uh, there's a um, business development group type thing I'm in and there's a, a Zoom meeting every Monday morning and I haven't been able to attend that for way, way too long. So that's going to be a priority. And also scheduling in uh, probably just an hour or so at the end of the day so I can sit in the office, do my quoting, do my invoicing, do other paperwork uh, during working hours so I'm not getting home and, you know, having dinner in front of a laptop doing some doing paperwork. Uh, so that'll be uh, one big change I'm making in terms of scheduling. What about you, Shane? That's uh, now a couple of years in business for you. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, definitely both the points that you have both brought up, um, that work-life balance. Um having two little children and, yeah, having two little children is such, um, it's such great joy on its own, but being a yes man in business myself where I, I you know, I want as much work coming in and, and as much profitability work coming in, at the same time I need that work-life balance myself because, I'm afraid that I'm going to miss these very important years mm. of my children growing up. You know, I'm missing out on, you know, their first steps, their first words because daddy was at work mm. type of thing. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, this is something that we do need to look into coming into 2024. And as you said, Lee, um, training, coaching, um, these type of things are, they've been playing on my mind now for the last few months. Um, we need to have a chat about this, I think. This is like, a, <laughs> it's almost like a little coaching session now. Um, but yeah, this is, this is something that I, I really need to look into. I think next year, if we can, um, <clears throat> we will need to look at employing staff as well, just to, um, we want the, the the business to grow as much mm. as possible, um, <clears throat> and it's trying to find the right staff and having the right um, systems in place before we actually employ staff because there's a huge amount of responsibility to take on board, as you both are, are very aware of. Um, this is something which is very, very new to us, um, Sammy and myself as business mm. partners, so... Um, 
yeah, a lot to look into in 2024. It's going to be an exciting year for the business, I hope. Fingers crossed. And a very profitable one. Um, very happy to see the back of 2023. I think a lot of people are. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been a very interesting, interesting year, 2023 for us. We were a little bit worried, um, over the winter months because we did take a big dip in sales. Um, and I think there was, um, a lot of things, a few factors involved, the weather has been terrible over here. Everything's expensive, the cost of living. There was an election coming up. Um, and just just hearing about yourself, Peter, you know, how booming it's been since June, July, did you July. say? Like it hasn't it really started picking July up. July hasn't really July. slowed down. Oh, it started picking up then. Yeah, by um, mid August it was just speaking to on. Kiwis over here. Yeah. Just speaking to Kiwis over here and just saying, you know, they're booming in Perth. And it's quite funny the amount of Kiwis over here that, that say Perth is a communist terri- territory. That's why it just doesn't <laughs> slow down over there. How true this is, I do not know. Communist territory. <laughs> Haven't uh, heard of it like that. I know we're the nanny state. I know we're a nanny state, but uh, rules and regulations here are just stupid, some of them. Just yeah, ridiculous. Um, and you are the wait a while state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Um, yeah, employing staff it can be daunting at first. When I started this business, because uh, previously I had a big team at the uh, when we built pools, uh, and I thought it's just me. I don't want to put staff on. Um, couldn't be bothered with it, but then things grew to the point where I found I was just doing that much servicing. I couldn't do the technical jobs or as many technical jobs as I wanted to, like troubleshooting. I couldn't do as much equipment because the time was taken up just pushing a bloody vacuum around a pool. So, yeah, put on yep. – uh, went through a few staff staff members before I found someone suitable. Uh, they would last with me any anywhere from – I think the shortest was five minutes before I sent him on his way. Uh, up to about two and a half weeks. Uh, the one five minutes, he told me he'd been servicing pools for I think it was five years or some such thing. Got out to a job. I said, okay, service the pool. Show me how you do it. And the guy didn't even know what a vacuum was, how to hook it up to a telescopic handle, what to do with a hose. And I said, mate, you, there's no way you've been servicing pools for five years. And he said, oh, this is different to what I used to use. I said, bullshit. It's the st- same around the world. I mean, yes, in the USA and probably some other countries, uh, they don't have the wishbone inside the telescopic handle. They've got a clip on the actual head, be it the brush, the, the scoop, the vacuum head that goes into the telescopic handle. That's When I got home that night, I went up to my daughter, who I think was about eight or nine at the time, and I said, sweetie, show me how you put this together. And she put the vacuum head on the pole and uh, figured out looked at the two ends of the uh, the vacuum hose and saw that one of them said this goes to the vacuum head, you know, the one that spins freely. Went to put that on, didn't have the physical strength at that age to put it on there. But when a bloody eight-year-old can figure out how to do it and this guy with five years of experience in the industry can't, don't bullshit me. There's very little I, I despise more. Um, another one that ranged up to, to two and a half years. Staff. 
uh, two and a half month, uh, weeks, sorry, I'm getting my numbers mixed up here, uh, two and a half weeks, great worker, um, hard worker, always turned up that few minutes early before he was meant to start work, great guy, dumb as a box of hammers. Um, he just, I think there'd been some, uh, shall we say, um, chemical damage in previous years, uh, which is a great shame, but um, just couldn't leave him to do anything. And then they've ranged for times between that, you know, this one for three days, that one for four. I just don't have time for anyone who's who's not up to the job because if, I, if they stuff something up, I then have to go out there and fix it. I might as well have done it myself right the first time and not had to keep an extra mm-hmm. vehicle on the road, not have to pay him or her uh, wages, all of this. Uh, but the big challenge for me in the last year has been that I had two staff leave to go work in the mines. Uh, we've spoken about this before, Shane. Uh, one of them in December, mm. she'd been with me for uh, about two years, almost uh, almost to the day, in fact, two years. The other one left in January. And um, that basically meant I had to take over all the regular jobs from those two in addition to mine. And, of course, that meant I had... I'd have people ring up wanting pumps, chlorinators, uh, heaters, the, the big ticket items. Sorry, can't fit it in. And that really hurt things. But yeah. earlier in the year, put on a, uh, a rookie, someone brand new to the industry. Uh, never seen anyone learn so fast. He's really picking stuff up, not only learning, but applying it. So I want to get him doing more of the more technical stuff, less of the normal servicing and uh, put someone else on in the new year. So it means I need to buy another vehicle. And that would be my <laughs> that would be my advice to you Shane is that you um you hire on personal traits. So you yeah. you can't somebody's either trainable or they're not. Um they're yeah. either somebody who has a good work ethic or they're not. So you want to employ those people you can train can you can teach them the skills you can teach them the knowledge but you can't change their personality you can't change who they yes. are so you need to hire on personality so that would be my my, my biggest tip of all so, um, yeah when you are yeah, looking yeah, at yeah, employing yeah. somebody but the thing is you're going about things the right way you know that you 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 want to employ somebody and you are looking at putting those things in place before you get to that point um the policies and the procedures and and it might be even um a contract of engagement or like a, an employment contract those sort of things a staff handbook you can put all of those things in place now that will see you through the future whether you've got one staff or 10 staff and they will change they will evolve you'll improve them that's all part of that's very normal for business so yes. yeah um, incremental change. So this should be the year of incremental change. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a massive change. All those yeah. little one percenters all add up. If you do everything just 1% better, it adds up to a big improvement at the end. Um, yes, but, yeah, um, yeah, looking at um, profitability is a big thing. And and, and like Peter was saying, uh, when you take on, when you have so many service, service clients, well, that's fantastic to have those because they're our bread and butter. They're what gives us work every day of every week. 
but we can't have those at the expense of those pump installs and those chlorinated installs. So we need to make it's that juggle of making sure that you've got enough time in your day to fit those big jobs in that, yes. that are really the cream on the cake um, that you want to be able to be available to to do that work and get mm. that income from them. That's why we do the. That's why we do the small shitty jobs, let's face it. That's why we do the small <laughs> shitty jobs so that we can get the nice big jobs that go with it. So we need to make sure that we leave enough space in our in our schedule to do it. But not only that, but we actually make sure that we um, bring those jobs, those replacement needs to the attention of the owners. Um, not so much. Like that's not a problem for us. We're all business owners. That's what we do. We, we know that. But for our staff, not putting their head in the sand and going, oh, that mechanical seal's leaking, I'll ignore it um, instead of alerting us to a problem um, or a potential problem that can then be rectified and, and make us more money. So it's making sure mm. your staff are aware of what to look for and to make sure that they report the jobs that need to be done so that we can all make more money and there's more money to pay their wages through winter. Because we need to yeah. make hay while the sh- sun shines to pay for the the winter lulls. So, mm. mm. unless you're in Perth, but you mentioned the one percent <laughs> yes, where there is no lulls. <laughs> you mentioned the one percent improvements, and it always amazes mm-hmm. me how much the little things add up, and that's Absolutely. can also be applied both to our sales and our costs. We spoke a couple of weeks ago about the cost Completely. of the spin discs and how they very quickly mm-hmm. add up. Uh, so we've got to be careful about yep. a lot of these things. But also sales. I've had people say to me, mm-hmm. oh, look, I just tell them to go to a, other people in the industry. Oh, if they need a new O-ring or something, I just tell them to go up to the, the pool shop and buy a new O-ring and put it in. You know, oh, O-ring only costs $5. So, okay, let's say you make half of that, 2 bucks fifty margin. Yeah, $2.50 isn't a lot. But over a year, if you do that, you know, three times a week, over a year, that's 150 That's close on 400 bucks. You know, that's that adds up very quickly. Same but with no. skimmer baskets, pump baskets. I really, mm. really try not to send a customer, say to a customer, look, go to a pool shop, hunt around for this part. Uh, it, it, the little well, things add actually up in, a lot. If you're in- you're encouraging that relationship with someone else. Exactly. You're encouraging that relation. And so that means they're going to be less reliant on you Mm. and they'll go, oh, I've got this problem. Oh, I won't worry, Peter. He's too busy. I'll go to the pool shop. And that pool shop could potentially end up with that pump sale because Peter's too busy. Like, Mm. so like you need to make sure that that's not a, a, a picture that you're painting for that client. You want Absolutely. to be the go-to, the, the, the be-all for them. And, um, yes, sometimes that might be a little bit of an inconvenience where you would drop that skimmer basket back off or, or whatnot, but then that's what you do. But I was always a big one. You, you know the pools in your area and um, the predom- there's predominant skimmer baskets that are, that are typically used in your area or there's predominant pump baskets that are typically used in your area. The pool builders have a habit of using the same brands and the same makes and models. So there's there's always, let's say, four to six ones that you know that are ones that you regularly sell. 
make sure you've got one of each on your on board or two mm. of each on board. They don't take up a lot of room, but you really need to. You're providing a service for these customers. Make sure you can provide your service. Make sure your staff are equipped to provide that service. Um, it's a it's a small thing, and it then saves us the inconvenience of having to go back, and it makes us look really bloody good to the client because you've been able to solve the problem in one visit. So, oh, especially if you can, yeah. you know, tell them yes, you you know, your pump can be repaired, or it's not worth repairing, or, or whatnot. Sell them a new pump if you can install it there and then. They think it's amazing. Same as a chlorinator, uh, and I carry I carry a lot of stock. I think I've got four, or five pumps in the of different makes and models in the um, in the truck. A couple of chlorinators. Peter all that. has it the hugest sense. truck. <laughs> Everybody out there needs to know. Peter has the hugest truck. Like it's like a bus, it's a big boy. but it's not a truck. It's not a bus. It's not enclosed. <laughs> it is a big ass truck. Big. Could it be on par with a possibly they call it a Winnebago in America? Yeah, uh, Probably that size. The camper but, vans? The, but the, it's, the, yeah, big, that length. the big camper van. Toolbox. It's, yeah, it's a seven and a half length. truck, a seven and a half ton <laughs> truck, metric ton, uh, gross vehicle mass. So that's the truck with its load. And the reason is so I can carry all this stock. But also, let's say you've got a one ton ute pickup truck. Uh, I see them constantly and they've got they've covered in chemical containers on the back of them and they've got maybe a few bags of salt, which is, of course, common here. Uh, by the end of the day, by the end of the morning, they're likely going to be out of that sort of thing. I can fit a pallet of salt on my truck at any time. And what I'm actually looking at doing is when I put someone on in the new year, assuming I find someone, they'll get the small ute that when they're out on their own after they've done their training period with me, the new guy will get the ute, the small one, for regular servicing. And my current tech, I'm going to buy him another truck pretty much the same as mine uh, because he can do the sales, he can do the installs, he can do the more technical stuff. And eventually I'd like to have uh, the majority of my vehicles a big truck like that. Uh, it Not only does it allow us to carry more, do more, not have to unload if we do a, an equipment replacement job. We don't have to you know, unload all the chemicals to load up the equipment, as some of the guys do. But also, when you rock up in front of someone's house in a thumping big truck that's got proper signage on it, proper branding, matches the branding on your shirt, on your business card, I've had so many people say, gee, you're serious about this, or you're not here to mess around. It just puts you, their first impression of you is so much higher than the the guy who turns up in the clapped out, you know, 1980s ute that's full of dents and scratches. And everyone's got to start somewhere. But, yeah, it, it really does make a difference for the brand. And like you say, Peter, you, it's not necessary that everybody in your team drives a, a truck of that size. Hmm. Um. We, we were the same. Like if somebody is a pool service technician, and I'm not going to say just because that makes them sound insignificant or less significant, mm. um, if they're out there servicing the pools, doing the testing and the backing, that small ute is fine for them. Yep. So, But if you expect more of them, then you have to give them the space to have the tools to deliver the service that you want them to deliver 
whether that be installing the pumps or repairing pumps um, on site, that sort of thing. So it's just it's horses for courses. And I think, yeah, you're doing completely the right thing, giving the the new guy, the the smaller you, less is expected of him. He's going to be sent Mm. to the more simpler jobs. It it makes sense. And then you'd more technical Mm. staff, get the bigger vehicles that are equipped with everything. And, look, you don't – there's more than one way to skin a cat, as they say. Mm. Um, So you can – have a delivery service. So if your guys are going around and they're doing full servicing and they're going, oh, I need a skimmer basket. And, look, I know with in some places and I think in the US um, the pools are serviced more regularly so mm. um, maybe um, there's less need to, to run back. We Most of our services I think around Australia and probably New Zealand are done for weekly so it's a big time in between. Um, services and if somebody needs a skimmer basket or a pump basket it's a little more urgent than can be dealt with in four weeks time so actually having one of your staff and knowing the logistics of your business knowing when somebody's going to next go by to drop that pump basket off or that skimmer basket off it can just be a five minute job it's not I'm going to go to the opposite town side of the town to make a $15 sale. You're not you're not going to do that. But know your business, know your staff, know your vehicles and then work it to the best of your advantage and and offer a delivery service. Delivery mm-hmm. services people love it these days. God, we get Uber Eats and um well, I don't get it here because we don't have Uber Eats here, but but everything gets delivered on on a five second app um, request. So the pool services we can we surely we can um, manage our staff and and offer a delivery service um, or work it in with the logistics of our service staff um, so that yeah if things aren't on board that they can be. But there's always different ways mm. you can do things. It's just a matter of looking at your business individually. But that instant online thing also brings a problem. Because people will call us or message us and wonder why we can't have something out there within, you know, within twenty minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, yep. that's it's it. It's all about managing people's expectations. Exactly. We used to find when I <laughs> yep. was building pools, and um, there was a TV show, Backyard Blitz, if you remember that. And what had happened is, a TV company would yep. get a team together and go into someone's backyard, rip it out completely, normally, and then redo it. And it was all done over a weekend. So we'd have people coming in here and we'd tell them, look, it's going to be, you know, two weeks for council approval and water board approval and whatnot. It's going to be, um, uh, you know, then there's a waiting list. It'll take us, you know, so many weeks till we've got an available slot, then installations this. And, um, you know, then after the pool's in, then you can look at landscaping. And I'd have people say to me, but on TV they do it all in one weekend. So, well, yeah, if you want to have 50 contractors all hired there, if you've got a TV station budget, then, yeah, we can look at that. But there's still all that stuff happening for weeks ahead. So, yeah, managing expectations, that's, yeah. that's critical. No, and the thing is too, I think just letting your your customers know that it's not a problem that you've ignored. Yes, they need a new skimmer basket. We'll deliver it when we're next driving past. Mm. Um, or um, they've ordered something on, on your app or over the phone or online, however your business works, um, and it will be delivered in 24 to 48 hours, not 
in 20 minutes like Uber Eats. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's about setting those expectations, communicating those expectations on both sides um, mm. and, and yeah, managing them. Yeah, 100%. So 2024, guys, <clears throat> Expos. Expos, yes. Way. <laughs> yes, go over to the... Uh, we're all coming. In, um, we're all going to meet in person at Splash, aren't we, boys? <laughs> you bet. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. <clears throat> it, will, it will actually be my, um, my first one. I was hoping to go to the New Zealand one this year, but it, it was cancelled mm-hmm. um, just down to the venue. Um they have organised one for 2024, but I think the one of – is it the Gold Coast? Is yeah. that where yes. it's held? The Splash? Yep. Um, sounds a little bit more appealing than Hamilton. I think um, all the New Zealanders will probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Hamilton's a beautiful place, don't get me wrong, but it's not the Gold Coast. Um, so, yeah. Excited. Are you going to bring the family? Uh We'll have to wait and see. We'll see how they, we'll see how, what the budget's like first. I haven't started looking into it yet, um, but I can imagine we'll probably need to start booking something fast. Well, um, I will. I will send you my go-to tip for a place to stay <laughs> with little children. So the first trade, like we've been going for, to trade shows or the splash trade show for as long as we've been in business. So 25 years and 25 years mm. ago, it was a very small trade show, but still worth going to. And uh, it was a husband. Would you have ra- been there in 25 years ago as well, Peter? No, I never really used to do the, uh, the trade shows. Uh, it's only, what was it? Um, okay. Year before last. So 2022. I went over to Splash. Right. And, that was your first right. one, Peter? Hmm. It's the other side of the bloody continent. Okay. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> a big country. You do, ha- you, do ha- you, you, you do have to go to the land of the living occasionally where things arrive on time. <laughs> oh, um, oh this is going to get big. There was a husband and wife team actually um, started Splash. It was a husband and wife team who actually oh, wow. had um, they had a service business and a little retail store, um, and they started Splash Magazine and they started mm. Splash Trade Show, and and then eventually it was bought out and then and and then bought a, um, taken on by um, Spaza Australia as well. So eventually, so where it is at now, but um, yeah, I actually did take my three children who were at that time six months old. Uh, two years old and five years old to splash. Wow. Um, we didn't that take them actually to splash themselves. But oh. We tried. <laughs> we. We we stayed at a um a, a resort that actually offered childcare, which is where I'm going to um, recommend Shane oh, wow. to. It's, right. it's yes. a fantastic it's a fantastic setup and uh, was <laughs> was really really worth it um, for us. And we stayed there for a few years while the kids were little. Uh, well, a few. It was what is it biannual? So every two years. Um, yep. Biannual is biannual is twice a year, isn't it? So I don't know. That doesn't really work. Every every two years, yeah. so yeah, that worked well. But I'll never forget that 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 plane flight with the three kids. And as we were getting off, my husband said to me, "Okay, we're going to get off last because we've got the most 
crap to take with us and we've got three kids in tow. And as we got off with the kids, we were the last getting off and the air hostesses stand at the end and say goodbye to you and, and thank you for the flight sort of thing. And my husband looked at the air hostess and said, have you got any kids? And she said, no. And he said, stop it too. <laughs> <laughs> because yes, at, least, at least with two of us, we had two sets, like we've both got two sets of hands so you can wrangle two kids, but with three kids and a heap of crap to carry as well, it's not easy. But I love my juggle. three dearly and I wouldn't change it. And my youngest one was actually our best pool tech, so um, I can't, I'm not going to complain and send him back, <laughs> that's for sure. But, mm. no, the trade shows are definitely worth it. Um, I thoroughly enjoy yeah. it. And I'll, I will actually look forward to meeting you both in person when that happens. So because no, I don't think be. I'll get to New Zealand before then. <laughs> yeah. And apparently those from the East Coast are too good to come to Perth. <laughs> oh, no, I'd love to come to Perth. Actually, yeah. we're, we're actually setting aside 2025 in our caravan for Western Australia, so we intend on actually staying a while <laughs> instead of waiting a while. But, mm. um, no, I love Perth. Actually, Perth is one of the um, – capital cities I think I could actually live in. Um, I'm not a capital city person, and uh, but Perth is beautiful. Love um, uh, Bunbury and the, the south coast there. Can't say I've done north, so that is that is my next trip. And we do have family over there. So, Peter, you will actually get to see me in person at some yeah. stage over there. Peter's pool might be ready then. <laughs> I'll piss off. Peter, Peter actually piss wants off. me to. Peter wants me to come over and relieve his business so he can have a holiday. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, that's that's actually another goal. Uh, have the current tech move up, and he's he's going to do great in coordinating and managing. So if I want a couple of weeks off, just divert the phone to his and uh, yeah. his work phone, and um, do it that way. Um, so yeah, having a holiday that's that's definitely on the cards. A proper holiday, not just you know seven days, a few hours drive away where every day I'm checking messages and emails six times, but a proper bloody holiday. Absolutely. The first thing you need to do, Peter, is just book it. Yeah. Don't say you're going to do it. Decide where you want to go okay. and just book it. You will make it work, believe me. Mm. Like, And I know once you, you, once you Yeah, once and, you booked it and yeah. you paid that deposit, it's a lot more of a motivation to actually go and do it. Absolutely. It actually, it's the, light, it's the light at the end of the tunnel. Like you can go, yep, I've got that to look forward to or work towards. And, Peter, it sounds like you've got a great guy in your service technician mm. that can, can take on that load for you. Yeah, um, I actually did book a holiday. We obviously always yeah. booked our holidays. I did book a holiday and then bloody COVID came along and I could no longer leave the country. So uh, we're going to go to Singapore. So that that stuffed that up. There was that. There was a conference in, yeah, that holiday and a conference in Adelaide uh, and couldn't make it to either because of COVID. Um, are, are you guys finding any cases well, COVID of COVID where you were? COVID was a couple of years ago now. Yeah, I know. Um, are you guys finding any, because over here there's a lot of people at least saying, oh, I've come down with COVID. They've, they've got it again. Hmm. It's the same in all, well, the same throughout New Zealand, actually. Yeah, yeah, we're um, getting some cases, but yeah, but yeah. nothing that's really <laughs> yeah. obviously causing any great concern. No, so. mm. I do find though since COVID, it's here, it's people, here for life. I think. Yeah, probably. Uh, 
when COVID hit, previously, you know, you'd say to someone, sorry, I'm down with a flu. I've got no way of making it. And they'd, but I need it done. I need it done. Can't you just do this one? Um, when COVID hit, immediately, if you'd say, I've got COVID symptoms, people say, oh, don't come. And now, if anybody says, and this isn't just uh, our business, but anyone, everyone I've spoken to, as soon as somebody says, oh, I've got, I'm not well, I don't feel good, immediately the whole response to that has changed en masse. It's, oh, if you're not well, don't come. Mm. So that's that, that's an interesting thing. But now do you, but do you think people overuse it now? Oh, there are some definitely who overuse it. Uh, I know some people who um, they're as sick as a dog and they'll they'll go out to work. Uh, that used to be me. I remember installing yes. equipment when I was coughing and sneezing and spluttering and um, you know, servicing pools and the same, same thing. Uh, it would be a very, very big thing for me to say, I'm too sick to work because that's just not how I grew up. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I just start to wonder whether it's an easy excuse sometimes now. Because there are always it is people so readily who readily accepted. There will always be people who take the easy <laughs> Roll way the out. System. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So. Okay, so this year is the year of incremental changes and trade shows. Like yeah. And trade shows and holidays. And- <clears throat> and hopefully some uh, borates and enzymes over here. Amen to that. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, well, it's uh, a big year ahead and we're only at the start of it now. So yes. onwards and upwards, push that go button and, uh, yeah, wishing everyone a wonderful 2024 i hope that it has everything that you want for it and more and that it is um profitable and prosperous and productive (laughs) and make it fun you know one thing that i say whenever i put someone on put a staff member on say you know the normal things these are expectations these what you can expect from me what i have to expect from you and then i always say but most important let's just have fun there is nothing worse than being stuck in a job that you hate i've been there have some fun laugh a little yeah, uh, yeah enjoy, enjoy the it process. A bit. enjoy it yeah. yeah anyway again happy new year and to everyone funny. to you two um, everything Lee just said, and stay safe out there. Have a great year. Uru. Happy New Year, Shane. Happy New Year, Peter. Happy New Year, Happy New year Happy listeners. New year,
I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 